0: Hi, welcome to Broadway Assembly Church Podcast. We are excited for you to be joining us today. If you want to get a notification of the most recent uploads, please subscribe to our podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. Desperate times. Back in the days of the Wild West, I read about a scrawny little cowboy. Missouri, we would call him a pip squeak. You might know what I'm talking about? A scrawny little cowboy was hired as a bartender in an old western saloon. The owner of the establishment gave him one bit of advice upon hiring him. He said, if you ever hear that Big John is coming, drop everything and run for cover. Well, things went fine for a few weeks. Then one day, a cow hand burst through the saloon doors, shouting, Big John is coming. Repeated it again, Big John is coming. And as everybody heard it, the patrons scattered. They ran out every door and window possible. In the chaos of their escape, that new bartender was knocked to the floor. By the time he gets up, He can see out and sees this giant man with a black bushy beard. And he has rode up to the entrance of the saloon on a buffalo. He's using a rattlesnake for a whip. Do you have that picture in your mind? Some of you is imagination still asleep. Still in the bed. He tears both doors off the hinges as he comes in the saloon. He flings the rattlesnake over in the corner. With one single blow of his massive fist, he splits the bar right down the middle. He picks up that new hire bartender by his shirt collar and he pulls him in real close, demands a drink, and then tosses him to the floor like a rag doll. Shaking like a leaf, that bartender gets up and quickly provides a full bottle to the man. The man downs the contents in one gulp, takes the bottle and smashes it into the mirror and turns around to leave as the bartender asks meekly, Would you like another drink? That intruder roared back and said, No way. I'm getting out of here because I hear Big John is coming. Did you get the picture? How many know that in life there's trouble, but then there's Big John kind of trouble? Right? There's speed bumps on the highway of life. But then there's potholes so deep you could almost lose an axle in. There's time the doctor says, you've got gallstones. We're going to have to do surgery, remove your gallbladder. And then there's times the doctor says, you've got a terminal illness. There's nothing we can do. I'm saying there's trouble. But then there's big John trouble. And here in verse 13 of our Lord's Prayer, he teaches us how to pray when we're in that big John kind of trouble. Hello? It's those times when life and faith and witness are at stake. It's what we would call critical times. It's what we would call desperate times. So I'd like to share three observations from this line in our Lord's prayer about temptation and about evil. So the first observation, observation number one, I want us to know we have an enemy who wants to destroy us in 2022. 2022. He didn't take us out in 2021, praise God. Well, there's a few of you glad. But he wants to take you and I out. Satan, now you look at the word Satan, it means adversary. Uh, and, and how many know Satan is, is, I guess you could just call him evil personified? Um, as much as some might wish to believe in the myth of of progress and that our world is continually getting better uh, as we become more educated, how many know a closer look around us tells us that philosophy is badly mistaken? There are still pandemics and wars and oppression and genocide and starvation and abuse and murder and rape and so on and so forth. Just open your online newsfeed and you'll be slapped in the face by evil. Right. Scripture is clear. There's evil and there's the there's the evil one. He's called by many different titles in Scripture, devil, Satan, adversary. But how many knows, thankfully, he is not the all-powerful one. He's not the all-knowing one. He only works within the limits that God lays down for him. In fact, Christ came, uh, one Scripture says, to actually destroy the works of the devil. And so Christ teaches us to pray that God would deliver us from evil, from the evil one. And, and it's because evil desires to master us. That's why we face challenges. That's why there's tests in life. That's why we are to pray, lead us not into Temptation but deliver us from evil. It's the temptation to lose heart. It's the temptation to turn our back on Christ and to sometimes even walk away from the faith. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I feel like I'm talking to somebody that's teetering on the edge of just walking away. So observation number two. Told you, observation number one is we have an enemy who wants to destroy us. Observation number two is simply this: it's more instructive. Expect tests in life. You might as well expect them. Expect them this year. Some of you has already came into the new year with a test, right? First Peter four. Peter says, don't think it's strange. Don't be surprised that you're going to suffer as though some strange thing is happening to you. Christ said in John 16, in this world, you will have trouble. Somebody say, big John trouble. A lot of discouragement and disillusionment comes because of a false view of the life of faith. Perhaps some of you have been sold a false gospel, one of health and wealth and victory and bliss. Can I tell you that's not biblical? Even the most righteous is going to suffer. Christ was perfect, and look where it got him, on a cross. Paul, man, look up to Paul, don't you? He's one of my favorites in Scripture, but he suffered. He had an issue. We don't know what it was, but he called it a thorn in the flesh, and he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed. Still no answer. It remained. See, we are in a battle with evil. That means we will be tested. Christ said that the enemy has come to what? Steal, kill, destroy. And so as we face tests, the question is, what will the test reveal about us? 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7 tells us in no uncertain terms, basically, that the test will prove whether we are real gold or fool's gold. Hmm? I remember when, as a young man, I found a big chunk of fool's gold. I thought I had made it in life. I took that in and showed dad, and he poured water on my enthusiasm. Announced to me that that was. Fool's gold. See, tests reveal our true character. How many like to pass tests? There's a few of you flunkies that don't care, right? You didn't raise your hand. There's a test, and I'm not talking about a stub your toe kind of test. I'm talking about severe tests. That our only hope in the test is begging God to deliver us. Because we can't survive them on our own. Our ingenuity, our wits, our stamina is not enough. We know God must act. And the prayer is not help me deliver myself from evil. No. We are pleading with God to do the delivering. In this delivery, God is the UPS man, so to speak. We are the recipient. And if God doesn't transport and produce the package of deliverance, we're all sunk. Right? All right, so that's observation number two. Final observation, and we'll continue to unpack this the rest of our time together. Observation number three. So the real enemy... Is evil, not suffering. Did you get that? The real enemy is evil. Now, a lot of people say, well, suffering is evil. Well, I understand. But in tests, the real enemy is evil. It's not the pain, it's not the circumstance. It's evil that's the enemy. Sin can ruin us where suffering cannot. Now, that's a little tough, but you need to be able to swallow that. Hello, church. Coal under pressure turns into a diamond. If we respond to our circumstance with trust and faith, then there's the potential for it to turn us into something of spiritual value. Tests and trials can prove that our faith is genuine. And God's priority for our lives is is really deliverance from sin more than deliverance from suffering. Oh, I can know you're lining up to get this CD. See, God's priority is deliverance from the evil. Now, let me put it like this. Deliverance from evil is, in essence, turning the tables on Satan. Aren't you glad God can turn the tables on Satan? And this is something God is always willing and more than able to do. Uh, Writer Max Lucado refers to this part of the Lord's Prayer, and he writes, I quote, he says, like a confused basketball player, every time Satan scores a basket, the other team gets the points. Over and over again, Scripture makes it clear who is really running the earth, right? Satan may strut around prance around. But I'm telling you, God still calls the shots. Hello. And when we learn to pray this portion of the Lord's prayer, we are proclaiming that God's sovereignty extends even over Satan's plans. We're saying we believe what 1 John uh, 4, 4 says, greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. So Christ teaches us to ask God, lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil and then the Apostle Paul tells us in first Corinthians ten, twelve, that the temptation the test is common we aren't the first to wrestle with it we won't be the last but it's intense it's so intense we wonder if we can bear it so intense God must provide a way out or we will fail that's why we plead with God to deliver us this petition is actually exposing our human neediness I don't know if neediness is a word or not, but it is today. We're not nearly as strong as we think we are. To put this prayer in other words is we are weak. God, we're in danger of collapsing. So, Father, bolster us and lead us away from forsaking you. Because that's where evil wants to get us. So we're desperate. We're praying a prayer for deliverance. We're desperate. We're praying a prayer for rescue. And this is the prayer of a person that's... Picture this. He's out in the water. He's been swallowed by the waves. And he's straining for the life preserver that's just beyond his reach. Hello? We're talking desperate here. One writer said the flaw of most prayers is that they lack Desperateness. Too many times we pray as if nothing needs to change and and as if things are pretty well under control, Lord, here's our list for the day. If you've got time, take a look at it. If not, no bother. We just wanted to know we just wanted you to know we called. That sounds a lot like our prayers sometimes. No sense of urgency, no sense of desperation, just short of Sort of checking in, leaving our wish list, and going on about our day. But Christ reminds us there's more to prayer than that. He teaches us prayer. He says, you're going to have to call out, Lord, you got to deliver me. God, I need deliverance. This is a prayer that wakes us up to the trouble around us. Because how many's found out evil is afoot in our world? And nothing puts a smile on Satan's face and a spring in his step like seeing believers so discouraged and so despaired that they think on giving up on Christ. Look around. Evil is those principalities and powers. Paul wrote about it in Ephesians chapter 6. And we live in a culture of of corrupt politics universal sins like racism, hatred. Our society has so such easy access to drugs and pornography and, and laws are being made that's actually aimed against the marriage and against family. Right? We deal with evil. That also includes that, that sin nature that lurks around in the shadows of every soul. See, the devil, Scripture says, what's he do? He, he goes about, means he prowls like a lion, seeking who he can what? Devour. Like the drug dealer who keeps people strung out on his product like a loan shark who lends money to the poor at ridiculous interest rates that he and she he or she knows that poor person can't pay back evil sooner or later how many know evil shows its face it's not just the devil's face but yet in our culture we become so desensitized to it the evil that's printed in every morning's newspaper, but yet we've learned to sip our coffee and yawn as we read it. Hey, we're all there, right? We hear of terrorist bombings in Afghanistan, genocide in a village in Syria, and we say, wow, the world's gone mad. Or we hear the persecution of Christians in places like North Korea, uh, communist China, or Pakistan, and we say, Man, that's bad. I'm sure glad it's not me. But see, this prayer delivers from evil, wakes us up hey, there's evil all around us. And it shows us how to pray when that desperate trouble lands on our doorstep. Because how many's found out sooner or later it does? Hmm? Sometimes you know you just have kind of lowercase trouble, <laughs> but then there's trouble in all caps, bold and underlined. That's wrecking ball trouble. It's it's disorienting. It's confusing. Confusing. It's life changing. It's it's uh, perhaps cancer or some other debilitating illness, it's a divorce, it's a financial bankruptcy, it's maybe the death of a spouse, it's, it's a, a job loss, or it's a tragic car wreck, or it's something horrible that happens to one of the children, or it's, it, it, it could be trouble that we get into because we have sinned. I'm talking about wrecking ball kind of trouble. It's, it's a test. It's what it is. Jesus said it was. It's a test and it's a temptation to turn our back on Christ. To pray, deliver us from evil, is to inhale the victory of the cross and to hold the line for yet another moment, another hour, another day against the forces of destruction. This prayer is one of resisting that sin nature that would drive us from Christ. It's also a prayer of resisting the subtle ways that the devil would sneak into our lives. How many ever heard that old uh, Scottish proverb, I believe it is, that says the devil's boots don't creak? Hmm? Sometimes evil sneaks up on us in unsuspecting ways. Any trans- uh, Somebody said transitional periods of life. Can be hijacked by the devil's uh, purposes and lead us away from Christ instead of deeper to Him. He said, uh, maybe it's a transition for a young person, like uh, transition in life, life, like getting your driver's license, young person. Oh, I'm going to exercise a little bit of independability here. Dependability. Or maybe it's a transition into dating or your first job, or maybe it's marriage, or maybe it's college, or maybe it's retirement. You name it. At times like these, I'm going to tell you the evil one looks for ways to compromise your commitment. That's good preaching, Pastor. As we come into the new year, God has given us something of I like to look at it as a blank slate. It's an opportunity to set new Christ-honoring priorities. Advance the kingdom of God. Come closer to Christ. Bring more glory to Christ. And the question before us is, will we take advantage of this unique opportunity or are we going to just slip back into the old ways and keep Christ in the sidelines of our life? How many know God is at work in these last days? I want to be a part of what he's doing. Anybody else in here want to be a part of what he's doing? Really? Do you? Do you? How many know that while God is at work in these last days, so is the devil? And this prayer keeps us alert and keeps us mindful to his tactics and our desperate need for Christ's intervention. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. This prayer is one of resisting the despair that can creep in when our tests and our trouble linger on and on for so long. And we seem to get no better. It's been said that all of of all of the devil's tonics, despair is the most toxic. It is the temptation to resign ourselves to the notion that says there's no point in even trying. The wells run dry. It's never gonna be replenished. This burden is not worth carrying any longer. We're all alone. There really isn't a delivering God. That's the resignation where some people find themselves. And as a nation due to COVID-19 and all, how many know we've got a lot of fallout issues? That's come along with it. We're dealing with a clinical depression, suicides at all time high, mental illness, domestic violence. Oh, come on church. Christ would remind us that whatever our trouble, let our desperation drive us to prayer. This prayer pushes us from bankrupt self-reliance in desperate times to a reliance on the Father in heaven whose strength, Paul said, is made perfect in our weakness whose grace is sufficient, and whose peace surpasses all understanding. Hey, how many could use a little bit of that? Have you been at the place where you surrendered your burden, your trouble, your hurt, your despair to God, and you were overwhelmed with His peace? Have you been at that place spiritually where you think, I should be worried sick, but I'm not. I have a peace it's it I know it makes no logical sense. I can't explain it, but I have God's peace in this storm. Can I tell you at that very moment what's going on? It's called deliverance. Amen. Hallelujah. God is answering the prayer you've prayed, "Deliver us from evil." Sometimes he delivers us out of trouble, and sometimes he delivers us through trouble. Hmm? Sometimes the storm comes to a screeching halt and sometimes we ride the wind and the waves all the way to the shore. But either way, the last word is deliverance. Somebody say deliverance. Deliverance. Can you say it with a little more passion? That's what I'm talking about. Like Christ, even if the trouble kills us, resurrection still got the last word. Praise God. This prayer and petition gets heard in the throne room. And how many know no demon in hell can stop it from being answered? Because the deliverance from above is stronger than the attack from below. So I shout deliverance. deliverance. This prayer pleads with God to supply deliverance. And how many know supply it? He does. Amen. Sometimes God gives us A surge of inner strength through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Well, that feels good, doesn't it? Sometimes He brings to mind a scripture verse, and man, you quote it and it just kind of stays with you through the day and it chases the devil away. How many's ever had that happen? That's a good thing. Sometimes God uses the prayers of other Christians. To bolster our faith and to stir us to lean on God's sufficiency. Maybe God will deliver us through the encouragement of a friend. Or maybe God will just come down in a miraculous way, perform an intervention. And that's great too. Listen, maybe the disease will be healed. Maybe a a check will mysteriously arrive in the mail. We're all ready to sign up for that, right? Or we find the job we've been looking for. Or the darkness gives way to the light. Hmm? God is a God of deliverance and He's not limited to one size fits all. God may choose to deliver us from evil in any number of ways. And He can deliver us no matter how desperate things seem to get. Because He has the final victory in view. Oh, church, you really believe that? Say it with me. Deliver us us from from evil. Now, well, it's about five till noon. Maybe you or someone you love is in the midst of a difficult test. Maybe you would call it severe Maybe you're being tested dramatically, or maybe it's a subtle test. And it's just lingered, and now you're at the point of despair and you're entertaining, resigning your faith. Maybe you feel like you've already gone over the edge. You're desperate, you need help. Listen, I want you to know, I want to tell somebody this morning you have a Heavenly Father who can help and who will help if you ask him to. Deliver us from evil. Boy, I'm telling you, he can turn the test that breaks your faith into a test that takes you deeper in your faith. God can deliver you no matter how deep your pit, how bad your trouble, how intense your test. God can do it. you got to ask him to. Huh? That's what the, Jesus said in the prayer here. Trust him to do it in his way, in his time. Even, I many you know sometimes it doesn't make much sense to us how he does it. But listen, I want you to remember, we're talking about a God. An awesome God. Amen. Powerful God. Who kicked Satan out of heaven. Hmm? Thumped him on the noggin with the cross. Squashed him like a bug with a stone that rolled away from an empty tomb. Hello. And who will one day take him and toss his sorry hide in the lake of fire. That God is my God. Anybody want to say he's mine too? I said that God is a heavenly father who is able to deliver us from all evil. Praise God. Somebody ought to raise your hands and say, praise God. Praise, praise. Thank you. praise God. It says Jones, you come piano. I'm on close. On one September morning, uh, it would be a little over 20 years ago, a Christian woman named Lisa Jefferson was working her usual shift as a supervisor at Verizon Airphone Call Center. It was then that a distraught operator handed her a headset and told her that she was talking to a passenger on United Airlines Flight 93. The passenger said, I'm Todd Beamer. I'm from Cranberry, New Jersey. Three people have hijacked the plane. Two have taken uh, over the cockpit and are now flying the plane. And as she was speaking to Todd, Lisa learned what was just happening at the World Trade Center. She began to pray. And even as she listened to Todd's frightened voice on the other end of the line, he said to her, If you said, if I don't get out of this, be sure to tell my wife and family that I love them. And Lisa assured Todd that she would. And then Todd Beamer asked her to pray with him. And say the Lord's Prayer. Slowly, phrase by phrase, Todd and Lisa prayed this prayer together. Every phrase of the Lord's Prayer, especially this one we've looked at today, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. When they were done, Lisa said she heard Todd say on the other end line, Jesus, help me. A few moments later, with resolve in his voice, he said to her, a few of us are going to jump these guys. Flight 93, you know the story. It soon crashed into a Pennsylvania farmland, but it crashed there instead of into our nation's capital, where it would have caused even greater damage and destruction. Todd Beamer knew how to pray. He knew how to say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. When he found himself facing that test, he knew what to do. He called on God to help him stand strong and stand. He did Todd, even though he perished, He's blessed his wife and his children and untold numbers of followers of Christ who have been inspired by his faith and inspired by his courage. See, none of us hope to find ourselves or someone we love thrust in a situation like that. But we never know what a day may bring. Whatever may come, we have this prayer It's a prayer that invites God to bring us through the trial, bring us through the temptation with our faith intact and his glory increased. Does that make sense? Certainly there are times when God intervenes to save us from harm and rescue us from danger. Man, we rejoice when that happens. And I think he's probably kept us from harm more times than we're even aware of. Right? It's right to pray for protection in a fallen and unpredictable world. But sometimes the road of life takes us headlong into trouble. Sometimes it takes us into heartache and grief. And that's why we ask God, bring us through this in a way that honors you. It blesses others and advances your good purpose for our lives. So will you pray this desperate prayer during desperate times that come your way this year? Let's stand together. I hope you do. Because if you will, God will take care of you. How many can testify to that? Brother Tim, is God taking good care of you? Brother Brewer, been faithful? Hello? Why? Because he's a God of deliverance. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Raise your hands and praise him for that. Have you ever been delivered? Have you? What have you been delivered from? Why don't you praise him for it? Some of you in this service had COVID pretty bad. Yes. But he's delivered you. Yes. Hmm? Some of you got over the first round and then Omicron came. Deliver us. Hello? Are you going to praise him for his deliverance? Are you going to remember, kind of put a mental marker in your mind and say, he delivered me then he can do it again. Whatever comes my way in this year of 2022, he's my deliverer. I want you to do that. I want you to say that he's my deliverer doesn't matter what comes your way oh but you don't know about this pastor oh I don't know about that but I do know this he's my deliverer he's your deliverer father I don't know who I'm talking to right now but some folks may be in that desperate place and I pray God they cry out this prayer from their heart deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever. Everybody say amen. All God's people say amen. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you come? Why don't you take a few moments before you have to leave? Would you pray that prayer? Say, God, I need a little bit of deliverance right now.